Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management and Emergency Operations Conference Call. Today is March 25, 2019. This call will be held today, Wednesday, and Friday of this week. A revised schedule was emailed out earlier today. Today's call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials in the media an update on core actions in the basin with regard to water management operations and support to local communities, states, and tribes. I am Tom O'Hara, and I will be moderating today's call. This call is also being recorded and was placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.divishub.net slash unit slash usace dash MWD. I will spell that www.dvidshub.net forward slash unit forward slash usace hyphen nwd. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. We also share this call and more information on our Facebook and Twitter site at NWD NWDUSACE. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to the question and answer period, to unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the force mute function does not work on all phones, so we also ask you please use your own phone's mute function to avoid interrupting the call. We also ask you not to place your phone on hold. As a reminder, Core Emergency Operations Centers provide their phone numbers on this call and on their website for emergency managers and levy partners. The public should check 511 for road closures and 211 for other questions and look to their county and local emergency managers for further guidance. Today's agenda includes an update of the Corps' actions and plans for managing water releases from the six main stem dams, an update from the National Weather Service, and an update of actions being taken by the Corps' Omaha District, as well as updated actions being taken by the Corps' Kansas City District. With that, I'll turn it over to John Remus. Thank you, Tom. Good afternoon. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. I will, I will provide a rundown of the upper basin conditions. First, the mountain snowpack remains average. What that means is the mountain snowpack is still accumulating, but at what would be considered a normal or average rate, the mountain snowpack usually peaks around April 15th. We are beginning to see the plain snow melt. This melt is beginning to appear in the Missouri River Mason Reservoirs. I will provide a brief status of each of the projects from upstream to downstream. Over the last 24 hours, at Fort Peck, the inflows have averaged 40,000 cubic feet per second, which is approximately the same as yesterday. Fort Peck releases have averaged 6,800 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about 0.2 feet. Over the last 24 hours at Garrison, the inflows have averaged 67,000 cubic feet per second, which is approximately the same as yesterday. Garrison releases have averaged 13,600 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen 0.3 feet. Over the past 24 hours at Oahe, the inflows have averaged 98,000 cubic feet per second, which is an increase of 20,000 cubic feet per second from yesterday. Oahe releases 
have averaged 3,500 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about 0.5 feet. <clears throat> Over the past 24 hours at Big Bend, the inflows have averaged 22,000 cubic feet per second, releases have averaged 22,800 cubic feet per second, and the pool has dropped 0.1 feet. It is important to note that Big Bend is a re-regulation project with very little flood control storage. The pool at Big Bend does not fluctuate much and will remain in the vicinity of elevation 1421. Over the past 24 hours of Fort Randall, the inflows have averaged 72,000 cubic feet per second, which is an increase of 4,000 from yesterday. The Fort Randall pool has raised 1.3 feet. Releases were reinitiated yesterday to 4,000 and were expected to increase to 12,000 today. However, based on the inflows into Gavin's Point Reservoir, the Fort Randall releases have remained at 8,000 cubic feet per second. We are planning to hold 8,000 cubic feet per second release through today and then begin to increase releases as system releases from Gavin's Point increase. Increases in the releases from Fort Peck Randall are necessary in order to reduce the chances of Fort Peck pool entering the exclusive flood control zone, which would then precipitate even larger system releases from Gavin's Point Dam. For reference, the travel time from Fort Randall Dam to Gavin's Point Reservoir is about a day and a half. It is important to note that Gavin's Point is a re-regulation project with very little flood control storage. Releases from Gavin's Point Dam remain at 24,000 24, CFS until this morning, and the pool dropped 0.1 feet. Uh, over the last 24 hours, inflows into Gavin's Point Dam have averaged 23,000 cubic feet per second, primarily from the Niobrara River. The reconnaissance of the lower Niobrara River indicated that there is a lot of water stored in the floodplain of the, of the Niobrara River. Furthermore, the remaining snowpack in the upper portion of the Niobrara River Basin is beginning to melt, and we are seeing the flow of the gauges on the Niobrara River. We expect the inflows into Gavin's Point Reservoir to decline at a very slow rate as this additional water moves downstream. We have changed our planned releases from Gavin's Point Dam. We increased releases to 27,000 cubic feet per second this morning and plan to make 3,000 cubic feet per second increases tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. This will allow us to increase releases from Port Randall Dam. Additional system releases are likely as there is still considerable plains snow melt yet to come. We will continue to evaluate the conditions and make adjustments as necessary. We will share our revised release schedule and our daily update, which is found on our website. Our release schedules have been shared with the National Weather Service's Missouri, River, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center for input into their river forecast. After my talk, Kevin Lau, lead hydrologist for the River Forecast Center, will discuss their Missouri River forecast. Regarding the entire six-project Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System, we have 14 million acre-feet of the 16.3 million acre-feet of flood control storage available, or 85%. We have stored, over the last 24 hours, we have stored 400,000, or 0.4 million acre-feet of water in the Main Stem System. We will continue to monitor runoff conditions over the next few weeks as the temperatures in the upper basin warm up and the remaining plain snowpack melts. Our next official runoff forecast will be April 1st. The one-page weekly update that my office usually publishes every Tuesday is now being published on a daily basis. 
We will continue to update this on a daily basis until system operations return to normal. This one-page document summarizes system conditions and our short-term operational plans. You can find this update on the Missouri River Basin Water Management webpage, highlighted in yellow under weekly updates. That concludes my remarks. Thank you. Back to you. Thank you, John. We will now go to Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Kevin. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, so the, the crest is currently in the Napoleon Waverly Reach. Uh, as you probably know, we have uh, provisionally set a new record at Waverly um, just a few hours ago. Uh, the crest will be at Jefferson City on Wednesday and St. Charles on Thursday. We are looking at a fairly strong system to move into the basin. Um, the Thursday time frame, uh, Thursday through Sunday, it will bring, uh, right now, estimates are widespread one and a half inches across northeast Kansas, uh, all of northern Missouri, all of southern Iowa, and southeast Nebraska. Um, widespread one and a half inches with uh, a pocket of two and a half plus along the Iowa and um, Missouri border, uh, two and a half plus inches there. We ran some. Um, we, we ran a uh, um, some numbers this morning to see what effect this would have on the main stem Missouri if this does in fact materialize as advertised. And here are some rough estimates of what we would see compared to our official forecast. It would cause Nebraska City to rise approximately two feet on Tuesday, that this was the, the maximum difference would occur on Tuesday of two feet over our uh, official forecast for next Tuesday. Brownville would rise three feet next Tuesday as compared to our official forecast for next Tuesday. Rulo would rise one and a half feet next Wednesday with, as compared to our official forecast for next Wednesday. St. Joseph would rise five feet, and it would actually occur on Monday as compared to our official forecast for St. Joseph on Monday. And I'll stop with those estimates at this point. Um, we continue to be in daily conversation with both districts and the Missouri Basin Water Management with regard to reservoir release plans and levy status. We incorporate all new information in our river forecast model. Uh, this will conclude my remarks until we get to the questions. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. We will now have an update of actions being taken by the Army Corps Omaha District. Sir? Good afternoon. I'm Lieutenant Colonel James Sartle, Deputy Commander of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Omaha District. The Omaha District's focus remains on ensuring the safety of our citizens and communicating the conditions of the river systems to all of our partners and stakeholders. The Corps continues to provide flood tide assistance to state, local, and tribal government agencies. As a reminder, there are over 350 miles of levees on the Missouri Platte and Elkhorn Rivers and tributaries 
They had experienced significant flood damage. Due to the magnitude of the damage along these levees, repair of the levee system will take an extended period of time to execute. The majority of the levee system remains compromised and vulnerable due to record inflows surpassing the design protection levels. As of today, there are 52 confirmed full or partial breaches at L611 to 614 south of Council Bluffs, Iowa, L601 south of Glenwood, Iowa, L594 near Fremont County, Iowa, L575 in Fremont County, Iowa, L550 in Atchison County, Missouri, L536 in Atchison County, Missouri, R613 in Sarpy County, Nebraska, R562 in Yamaha County, Nebraska, Clear Creek in Ashland, Nebraska, Union Levy in Valley, Nebraska, and R573 in Oto County, Nebraska. There is only one levy that remains overtopping, that is L550. The district is currently providing technical assistance in multiple locations. In Sioux Falls and Del Rapids, South Dakota, the team is providing assistance for high flow and snow melt along the Big Sioux and Little Sioux Rivers. In Clear Creek, Nebraska, the team is assisting with breach closures. Technical assistance is also being given to Hamburg, Iowa for the Ditch 6 loading. There are also teams providing both direct and technical assistance to Watertown, South Dakota, and Pacific Junction, Iowa. Additionally, there are teams offering technical assistance to Council Bluffs, Iowa, Saunders County, Nebraska, Dodge County, Nebraska, and Platte County, Nebraska. Today, the district will mail notifications to levy sponsors in the PL8499 program with information on how to request damage assessments and levy repairs. Today, work also resumed on the Union Dyke Levy Breach Repair in Valley, Nebraska, after a one-day weather delay. The breach has been closed, and work continues to build the levy to meet state standards. Work is expected to take a total of six days to complete, and is scheduled to be completed on Friday of this week, 29 March, pending any further weather delays. A risk of significant flooding continues due to the high plain snowpack in North and South Dakota, especially across eastern South Dakota and the unregulated James and Big Sioux River basins. I can't emphasize enough that residents should continue to monitor the situation and keep in close contact with their local and state emergency management organizations to stay updated on any evacuation plans and emergency conditions. Levy breaches can happen quickly or gradually and can occur when water overtops a levy and washes out a portion of the levy, but can also occur at lower water elevations as well. Seasonal temperatures early this week continue to melt the snowpack with rises on area streams and rivers. And even warmer temperatures are likely midweek, especially Wednesday, resulting in additional and accelerated snow melt. Belmont District is continuing efforts to perform damage assessments as the water recedes and to access levy systems as they become available. The district is also conducting underwater surveys of scour holes along the Missouri and Platte Rivers and aerial imagery to support these efforts. As usual, the Omaha District remains ready to provide flood fight material and technical assistance to state, local, and tribal emergency management agencies. The District Operations Center's official hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. However, the phones are monitored 24-7, and you can reach the District ESC at 402-995-2448. 
I will now be followed by a representative from Kansas City District. Thank you, sir. Kansas City District, did you have a chance to dial in? Reminder, star six, come off mute. Okay, to those in the call, we'll reach out to Kansas City District if they're able to dial in where we visit the report. I'm now going to manage questions based on groups and locations. Yes, sir. Tom. This is Judd. Thank you, Judd. Go ahead. Sorry about that. I'm confounded by technology every day. Star six is about to kill me. <laughs> All right. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Judd Tineo, and I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The Kansas City District continues to engage our local, state, federal partners. Uh, this flood fight uh, continues to uh, prove challenging. Uh, river levels continue to be dangerously high, and we continue to provide technical and direct assistance to those in need along the Missouri River. Our emergency operations center activation is partial activation. Uh, our EOC operating hours are from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, and we can be reached by calling 816-426-6320. Uh, that number is answered 24 hours a day. After duty hours, if you leave your name, number, and a short message, we'll return uh, your call quickly. Uh, today, uh, we have six mobile liaison teams comprised of 17 personnel and an aerial reconnaissance team in the field providing near real-time information to our EOC. Our liaison team efforts remain focused upstream of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, we continue to provide the support. We will continue to provide the support until the river falls below a moderate flood stage and or when we believe that the high water no longer poses a threat to the federal levee systems in and around St. Joe, Missouri, and Elwood, Kansas. Um, we cannot emphasize enough that the longer the water remains on those levee systems, the greater the likelihood we will begin to see geotechnical performance issues. The aerial reconnaissance team continues to work the area from St. Joe, Missouri, Elwood, Kansas, to Waverly, Missouri. We'll also be in areas upstream of St. Joe, Missouri, collecting data on damages to levee systems. The district has issued 538,000 sandbags. That number continues to grow. Uh, we currently have one automatic sandbag machine supporting levee districts uh, from Oric to Carrollton, Missouri. Uh, we're also moving uh, an additional two machines, one to Hardin, Missouri, and one to Grand Pass, Missouri, on the right descending bank to support flood fight efforts uh, in that reach. Uh, no additional requests have been received for additional types of flood, pro flood fight products in the last 24 hours. Uh, we remain well equipped to provide direct assistance, and we haven't had yet to adjudicate any core resources uh, due to priorities somewhere else. The uh, current crest has uh, been long between Napoleon and Waverly, Missouri. This is very challenging for our levy sponsors, and they continue to actively fight the high water in this area. Uh, that provisional record crest uh, is, uh, I just can't say how challenging it's been for those levy systems. Seven, several of the systems are fully loaded, meaning they have no free board. Uh, there is water against the sandbags uh, that have been placed by the local flood fighters. Uh, we have projected that 18 levee systems will have less than two feet of three board. Uh, Ten of those 18 are projected to overtop. Uh, this estimate changes with each forecast, so it's, uh, uh, it's something that's changing by the hour. Uh, we continue to provide levee owners and operators within this reach with technical and direct assistance. Uh, in the past 24 hours, we haven't received any additional reports of levees that are active in our PLA 499 program are being overtopped and or breached. 
Uh, there have been rumors about the Ray Carroll uh, Levy District of Ray County, Missouri, um, uh, being compromised. That is the one primary levy system over there that they are really flood fighting. Uh, we cannot tell you whether they will be successful in their flood fight. Uh, they have to maintain uh, their status for at least an initial 24 hours before they'll see the water start to fall. So we'll continue to provide you with updates on levy overtops and breaches as they occur and are confirmed, and we'll provide a final accounting of damages to levies when the waters uh, recede. I uh, can't say this enough, but dangerous uh, river conditions out there. Uh, we continue to stress safety uh, to all of our partners and to our own flood fighters. Uh, we're with you, and we'll be there in the long run uh, after the flood event uh, for flood recovery. Uh, we really wish that uh, everybody involved in this uh, stays safe. Thank you, and this concludes our district's remarks. Thank you, Jeff. I'm now going to manage questions based on groups and locations. We will start with congressional, tribal, state, and local government, and then allow questions from the media, again, by state. Please wait for your group and state to be called. And also, please remember to hit star six to unmute your phone. Also, please be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking a question. I will go state by state in alphabetical order. Do we have any Iowa congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Hearing none, do we have any Kansas congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Is that someone trying to unmute? Okay, I'll move on. If, if you dial in late, we can always go back to a previously announced state. Any Missouri congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Hi, this is Karen from Missouri Department of Natural Resources. Go ahead, Karen. Um, Judd, just a follow-up question from my conversation with you earlier today. Um, can you provide some more information about the levy statuses there in St. Joe, and um, is it particularly sand boils that you're concerned about there, or is it just the pressure from the, the river that is uh, making situation in downtown St. Joe tenuous? Uh, so in the past, Karen, we've had a lot of sand boil issues up there and a lot of seepage. Uh, currently, uh, they're working an issue uh, with a sinkhole uh, that's located near Brown's Branch at several hundred feet, a couple hundred feet from the levee toe, I think. I'm looking at Jake over here. It's about 15 feet from Brown branch the branch toe of the high back and a couple hundred feet from the main stem. Okay. It's been worked uh, for more than 24 hours. Uh, they've been working to stabilize it. It's a really large sinkhole, uh, maybe 80 feet by 50 feet. Uh, they think they know the cause. Uh, they filled that hole with gravel, but it continues to subside a little bit, so they're working to finally stabilize it, and they've got a couple other actions. We're providing technical support, and our folks on the ground there locally are carrying the heavy lift for that, and Jason talked to 
to really what to throw in there. Yeah, so there, we believe there's a 60-inch reinforced concrete pipe that uh, carries flow into the South St. Joe Sewer District plant that has been compromised that uh, has allowed that material to move into the pipe, creating this large sinkhole. Um, in terms of the flood risk, though, I want to I want to point out that uh, recently, as part of the St. Joe project, we constructed a uh, gate well out at the mouth of Brown's Branch on the Missouri River, and those gates are closed. So our flood risk from the Missouri River right now is greatly reduced, um, but we still do have some flood risk related to the water that is uh, impounded in the Brown's Branch area. Um, the sponsor is, is active right now, um, trying to stabilize that pipe. Uh, it did settle overnight, and we just want to make sure that uh, that material that was moving into the pipe uh, has stabilized and the levy on Brown's branch is not compromised. Thank you very much. Thank you, Karen. Any other Missouri congressional, tribal, or state local representatives? Moving on, any Montana congressional, tribal, or state local representatives? Hearing none, moving on to Nebraska, any congressional, tribal, or state local representatives? Speaking with Congressman Basin's office, my question is for Mr. Remus. When you were speaking of the 85% left, uh, that is in the flood storage? Yes, Mr. John Reeves, that is correct. We have 85% of our designated flood storage remaining uh, to fill. Most of that is uh, in South Dakota, North Dakota, and Montana, though. Correct. I, I understand. Uh, the change from last week looks to be about 10% or so? Is uh, just a little over 10%, yes. And so then uh, at that rate, uh, is there any concern then with the snow melt? <clears throat> we, uh, we do have some concerns with the rate of snow melt and possibly the volume, particularly that, uh, that snow melt entering uh, Oahe, Big Bend, and Fort Randall Dams. That's one of the reasons why we're increasing flows out of Gavin's Point, so we can begin to evacuate some of that water to provide us uh, more options as we uh, move through the runoff season. We don't want to get caught with uh, the lowest couple of storage dams all the way full here at the end of the month. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank this you. This is Michael of Congress' office. Um, I was wondering if I could get the uh, release numbers for Gavin's Point Dam again. I'll give them to you here. Uh, we are currently releasing 27,000 cubic feet per second. We increased to that release this morning. We're planning to go to 30,000 cubic feet per second tomorrow, 33,000 cubic feet per second on Wednesday, and 36,000 cubic feet per second on Thursday. Uh, we reevaluate this every day, and that uh, schedule may change depending on what we see coming into the reservoirs upstream. This information is also available on our website. At, uh, if you just want to Google Missouri River Basin Water Management, and our uh, our web page is the first one that comes up, and uh, you can get all this information there on a daily basis if you'd like. Thank you. 
Thank you, Michael. Any other Nebraska congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Moving on, E. North Dakota, congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Hearing none, E. South Dakota, congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? And lastly, any Wyoming congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Okay, hearing none, we will now move on to the media. Once again, please be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. We'll open up with any Iowa media. Hearing none, any Kansas media. Hi, this is Kim Norvell with the Wayne Register. Um, I just wanted to clarify uh, the information from Kevin. Um, he talked about uh, the crest or the water rising um, after the rain next weekend. If he said Tuesday, does that mean April 2nd? It's, it, this is Kevin Lau. Yes, I did mean that. Yeah, April 2nd, right. Okay. And do those take into effect then the planned releases from Gavin's Point and other flood control efforts, or is that um, just with the rainfall amount? It does. Uh, our forecasts do take into account the very latest reservoir plan. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any other media from the state of Kansas? Hearing none, any media from the state of Missouri? Hearing none, any media from the state of Montana? Hearing none, any media from the state of Nebraska? Yeah, this is Nancy Garter from the Omaha World Herald. Go ahead, Nancy. Hey, Kevin, when you say that the um, river forecasts don't include these uh, latest uh, modeled crests, just curious, when when will they show up so that we don't artificially add them on top? You know what I'm saying? When, when will they show up in your posted yeah. forecast? Yeah, so that, that's an excellent question. Um, all of our official forecasts that go out um, for public dissemination include 48 hours or two days of anticipated precipitation uh, during this time of year. So Thursday's rain won't start showing up in our forecast until, I guess, tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll start to see the Thursday portion. And then Wednesday will include more of the storm. And so the entire storm would be included uh, probably with our Friday morning package or actually probably our Friday evening package would, in, would include the entire event. And does that factor in the runoff time? for when it takes it to get into the streams? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thanks. Thank you. And I had a question for John Remus again. I was just curious, John, if you could kind of walk us through again, uh, following up on the questions by the congressional offices about the um, snow melt and how that affects Gavin's point releases. Um, can you kind of walk us through again Rate of snow melt possible volume must mean that it's 
going faster and more than what you like, can you just kind of, and, and I don't know whether you could talk about the forecast, whether you anticipate the rate to continue to accelerate or whether you see some good news that it might slow down. Okay, that's a, that's a lot of questions there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll start with the just, uh, as, uh, as I said earlier, uh, Gavin's Point Dam is, has very little flood control storage. It's a re-regulation dam, so uh, the storage part of it, of the system is Fort Randall upstream. So what comes out of Fort Randall is kind of mirrored out of what, what comes out of Gavin's Point. We don't have the ability to store a lot of water there. Right now we're seeing a, a quite a bit of inflow into Oahe, uh, into Big Bend, which also just passes water through primarily into Randall. And then there's also runoff into Randall, incremental runoff into Randall. We've talked with the, the Weather Service about uh, runoff forecast. Uh, we've done our own calculations here, and we think that as this uh, as the, the temperatures warm up, and they're going to warm up over the next uh, three or four days in North, or in South Dakota, we're going to see a pretty good uh, runoff as far as an increase in the amount coming into these reservoirs. Uh, which uh, would precipitate us moving some water out just to keep uh, operational flexibility for the rest of the summer. So uh, I can't really tell you the volume uh, that we're, we're looking at, but it's a uh, it's substantial uh, amount of water. But uh, that's why we're increasing the flows out of Gavin's Point. Uh, if further increases are probably likely uh, if, uh, if the... Uh, Runoff comes at a very accelerated rate, which is something we uh, we think is going to happen just based on what we observed the last few weeks uh, from the uh, runoff below Gavin's point. It's going to happen pretty rapidly. The good news is they're not forecasting any rain in this particular area, or at least no substantial rain over the next four or five days. So it won't come with rain. It will just be snow. But we're, uh, we're assuming zero infiltration. Uh, so it's basically uh, treating the state of South Dakota uh, like a parking lot. So does that raise flood? Yeah, that does. I mean, of course, it raises more questions. Does that raise flood worries up there, treating the state of South Dakota like a parking lot? Well, uh, the, some of the tributary streams are already flooding, uh, and uh, particularly. Uh, streams that are on the west side of the river in South Dakota. The Moreau River is, is flooding. Uh, I think the uh, Cheyenne River is high. I don't know if it's flooding. Uh, there's not a lot to be done about that flooding, but yes, there's a, there's some concern with flooding, in, uh, particularly on the east side of the river in South Dakota and North Dakota. Mm -hmm. and we have a moment to answer more of that. Okay. One last question. Um, any issues with this accelerated runoff that's coming upstream of the Gavin's Point Dam, um, is there any issue with the, the runoff that flows into Gavin's Point Dam and below, kind of a perfect storm again between those two batches of runoff? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we're, as I said earlier, we're, we're, we think the uh, inflows into Gavin's Point from primarily the Narbera River are going to decline, but decline very slowly. There is still some considerable uh, snowpack out in the upper part of that uh, Niagara River Basin. Uh, and we're starting to see some of that show up at the gauges uh, in, uh, along the Niagara River. Uh, we're trying to uh, keep our flows as, as low as we can to kind of come in behind the Big Sioux River crest, 
but we're not going to be able to do that entirely. But uh, uh, once the the snow packs out of the Big Sioux River, then we I think we're looking at probably something that we can. Uh, it's probably a, a higher base flow, but something that would be not necessarily a, a flood event. Thank you. Uh, Tom O'Hara said I might want to explain it. It would be something like a parking lot. Actually, it's, it's just basically treating the soil like concrete so that there's no infiltration into the soil. All of the water runs off into the streams instead of uh, uh, infiltrating or percolating or soaking into the, into the soil. I guess I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I guess I should ask because that's going to make people nervous downstream. To what extent is any of this an added flood threat downstream south of Gavin's Point? Well, the, the higher the discharges are from Gavin's Point, the, uh, the bigger the, uh, the risk for flooding downstream from uh, rainstorms uh, that, uh, that come in. You know, you have less room in the river to, uh, to absorb those inflows from tributaries. Uh, it's really kind of a wait and see on that. Uh, what we're trying to avoid is having excessively large flows later in the season that we really have no choice but to pass through. That's why we're uh, increasing releases now. Anthony, do you have any other questions? I think I was on mute. That, that's all. Thank you. Bye. Any other media from the state of Nebraska? Okay, uh, this, is Brent, this is Brent Martin with uh, KFDQ Eagle uh, Communication in uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. I couldn't work my phone to figure out how to get in. Um, I, I wanted to go back to Kevin Miles talking about the St. Joseph or the river in St. Joe rising to five feet. I want to know what what kind of impact is that going to be? And and are we? Uh, what is the vulnerability of the of the levees? And in case I can't get my phone to work again, could somebody also talk about how serious this Browns Branch issue is for St. Joseph? Thank you. Sorry. Kevin, you want to address that? Sure. Um, so this is Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. So if the rain materializes um, as is currently projected, um, we are estimating a crest on uh, April 1st of 26 feet. Uh, it's substantially below uh, where it crested at um, a few days ago. Uh, as far as what 26 feet does, I'm not prepared to respond to that. Jack, can you address the concerns regarding the levees? Uh, just keep the... Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah, just keep the water on the levees longer. Uh, you know, we're, we're expected to be below 27 feet or 26 feet here. Uh, looks like uh, by tomorrow, I guess. So it'll, basically you're looking at uh, next week, uh, looking at the same page you'll be looking at tomorrow. 
So, and it, the longer you keep the water on the levee systems, the more they are susceptible to, to you know, geotechnical issues. Uh, seepage, we've seen lots of seepage up there in the past, sand boils, uh, and uh, uh, at that stage, we'll probably keep eyes on there and, and offer up technical assistance to the levy owner and operator there uh, for as long as it's needed. Over. Thank you, Jed. Brad, did I answer your question? I'll give you a second to get off, uh, back off the phone, for six. Camera move along. Any other media from the state of North Dakota? Any media from the state of South Dakota? Any media from the state of Yes, go ahead, Hermie. Uh, this is Cora Von Olsen from uh, Yankton Daily Press in Dakotan. And I'm not sure who to address my question to. But I was just wondering if I could get a little clarification on uh, what's expected for the James River. Kevin, can you address that? Sure. Um, so we currently have um, major flooding in the um, – I'm sorry. <laughs> um, now we still have um, major flooding occurring now. Um, once the river, once that uh, water gets to the Missouri River, though, uh, it, sh it should have a little impact on the stages of Sioux City. But uh, we we do have currently um, major level flooding on the James in the lower portion of it. Um, as we move into April and as the snow melt moves northward. Um, I do expect uh, continued major level flooding uh, to follow in a northward uh, pattern through uh, much of the along the James River. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Hello, this is Dan with Keller TV. Go ahead, Dan. My question is, what's expected for the Big Sioux River in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Kevin, that's to you. Okay. Um, let me go there. Just a second. So, that's fine. So Sioux Falls at uh, North Cliff Avenue, for instance, the gauging there, uh, we're in moderate flooding. We should remain in moderate flooding through, oh, first week of April or so. Um, it should pass below flood stage by the end of that first week in April. Um, so we should be, in fact, we should be at crest now. Uh, if we have no further rain. Uh, the Big Sioux at Sioux Falls should be at crest now, but remain above major until at least uh, 4th of April. And I, I'll hasten to add that the, uh, the event that we're expecting 
this Thursday through Sunday will not affect um, the Big Sioux. And Kevin, you're at Kevin LAU with the National Weather Service? It's, it's actually L-O-W. O-W, very good. Thank you. You're very welcome. Any other media from the state of South Dakota? Okay, moving on. Any media from the state of Wyoming? Do we have any national media on the line? Hearing none, last final questions for anybody on this call. Quick point of clarity again from Keller TV in Sioux Falls for Kevin Lau. Um, you said the Big Sioux River should be at Crest now. That's the Big Sioux throughout the Sioux Falls area? Uh, that is Big Sioux at North Cliff Avenue gauging location. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, once again, any final questions before we adjourn? All right, hearing none, we appreciate your participation today. Thank you for your participation. As a reminder, calls this week will take place on Wednesday and Friday at 3 p.m. Central. This concludes our call. <laughs>